Welcome to North Liberty Library's Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast, a series of universal talks gently guided by open hearts and open minds. Listen to ignite the light in you and to appreciate the light in others. Hello, I'm Kelly with North Liberty Library, and I thank you for joining us today on Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast. You can also catch Love, Light, and Lit on Facebook Live every Monday at 12 noon Central Time. Be sure to follow North Liberty Library on Facebook for notifications. Back to school. Well, it's a phrase that can evoke several feelings. For children enjoying the sun-soaked days of summer, there might be a feeling of dread over a season of leisure ending. For exhausted parents, there may be some excitement for the return of a structured school schedule. For our tireless educators, well, it may very well be a mixture of both. This combination of emotions is what many newly inducted college students may be feeling as well. Attending higher education for the first time, whether the incoming freshman is going down the street or across the country, can be a high time for feelings of joy, anxiety, ambivalence, you name it. Today's guest is here to speak on this myriad of emotions that students and their parents may be feeling as we launch into a new school year. Janae Doherty is an undergraduate engagement librarian at the University of Iowa. She holds a bachelor's in English and a master's in library science. Her responsibilities include library information literacy instruction, outreach and engagement primarily to undergraduates in their first few years at University of Iowa. She also manages SEAM, which is a service at the main library that offers evening research assistance to undergraduates, helping them navigate the library's databases, catalogs, finding articles, books, and other resources. She enjoys talking to students about their research interests, and helping them with questions about library resources, research skills, and generally navigating college life. Today, Janae will share her expertise in her unique librarian role and some useful tips on how to best navigate year one of the collegiate experience. Welcome, Janae. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Kelly, for having me. It's very exciting to be here. Absolutely. It's so good to have you on the podcast. You and I connected during my own studies at the University of Iowa. So I'd love for you to share with our audience about your work with the university and what you love best about what you do. So I've been at the University of Iowa libraries for about five years now. My role is undergraduate engagement librarian. And kind of as you described, it is to really focus on the student success experience, primarily as they come to the library. So I kind of help facilitate their coming to the library, help them get used to things. My job revolves mostly around instruction, but I do a lot of orientation and touring events, as well as some outreach events throughout the year. And really, it's about trying to focus, again, like on the students' experience, especially within the university libraries. And I also focus on making them a better researcher and have some more of those like academic research skills. 
Wow. And it sounds so multi-layered what you do. And I imagine that when you have someone, you know, thinking about entering college and having it daunting, especially with a class of students who are still recovering from the remote learning era of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on how parents and students can best engage instructors, librarians, peers, all of those human resources to ease that transition? Ideal primarily with like the student experience. But I do try to keep in mind like the new first year students who are coming straight from high school. They've had a lot of guidance. They've probably spent a lot of time with their parents discussing what it is going to be like in college. And I'm assuming that a lot of those students as well as parents are very like nervous, but also excited about this transition. I think a lot of it is like this transition to more of independence and gaining a little bit more confidence within how you learn and like what you're going to do later in life and kind of preparing for that. I mean, the pandemic was hard. To me, it was like a lot of disconnectedness. And again, a lot of that connection was through online. And I think we made the best of it. But again, it was kind of that disconnectedness. I think a lot of it is just like trying to relearn about how to be in person now. And I know that that was like already three years ago. So a lot of even like, you know, soon to be juniors and seniors now basically have spent like the majority of their college life already like in an online environment even or kind of adjusting from that. So hopefully at this point now, perhaps like the first years coming into college have sort of begun that transition already. But I would say that... A lot of the best ways to kind of go about further enhancing their experience, especially in person, is just to kind of explore, I think, as much as possible and kind of, you know, learn about what is available in person, online, as far as resources. I think with parents, it's kind of like that idea of like this transition of letting go more and letting the students experience on their own. So I would say, especially to the students, like be comfortable, like asking questions, like it's okay. Nobody expects you to learn everything your first year, especially your first few weeks. Be comfortable with being in new spaces and new areas and learning about new things. I mean, it's a little bit more challenging in high school as it is in college. You can have to learn a lot of these time management skills, being more responsible with like when your due dates are coming up and things like that. I guess as far as like engaging with other peers and especially with like other instructors for students i would say just trying to i don't know listen and engage as much as possible again like yeah ask questions don't feel like you have to go it alone there's plenty of resources to help you i don't know i guess i could wrap up with just generally being open to exploring and kind of giving yourself grace as well and maybe as well as like making sure instructors as well as librarians and other staff who are resources for you that they know how they can best assist you like don't be afraid to voice your needs and any kind of feedback so i would say like majority of us as instructors and librarians are very open to that and are just willing to help Yeah, that's good. I'm going to come back to the art of letting go, as I like to call it, as our children get older. I have a teen and a tween. I mention this all the time on the show. And I'm learning, you know, as my son enters his junior year, I realize that these next two years are just going to go by so fast. And we're already talking about college over the past year. And now this year is when we start applying. And so the art of letting go, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to put a pin in that. But I want to talk more about these resources. So at the University of Iowa, I mentioned at the top in your bio, SEAM, S-E-A-M. Could you please tell our listeners more about the SEAM program as well as other services available to incoming freshmen? 
the SEAM actually stands for Students Engage at Maine, but really the SEAM, if students can remember it more as like evening research assistance, it's going to be those research hours later on in the evening, specifically 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday. So like when other library staff go home for the day, they still have somebody to talk to about their research and research questions, library questions, if they need help finding sources, if they need help citing sources, that kind of thing. We have those hours available. So again, the SEAM is also a physical space as well as an online space. You can drop in and just ask questions between five to nine anytime if we're not with a student already. So that is found in the main library on the first floor at the Just Ask desk, which is also our daytime reference desk area. But now we're extending our hours down there. The SEAM used to be on the second floor of the main library, but we're mm -hmm. transitioning it downstairs to make it more findable and just more seamless with the other resources, especially like the service desk and in that library learning commons that we have with like the group study rooms, things mm -hmm. like that. So that's what the SEAM is. And I will say that the SEAM is actually in the evenings that's run by our library science students who are in the School of Library and Information Science, essentially students training to be librarians. But they are trained to work with students, especially in rhetoric, which is the rhetoric program designed for all incoming students and a requirement for those speaking and reading and writing credits. But they are really trained to work with those types of topics within rhetoric, as well as any other topics, too. And they also know like how to connect you with another librarian who can best meet your needs in a specific subject area. But they're really great to talk to and help. They will show you how to find sources, how to search our online catalog, InfoHawk Plus, finding books, articles, magazines, newspaper articles, everything that you would probably need for those research assignments. They also can talk about your topic if you want a little bit more guidance on how to create a good researchable topic. And you can bat ideas off of them if you have ideas about your research or where you want it to go. They're really great at listening to that as well. Wow, good. And to have all of those resources near the libraries. And for those who are not familiar with the University of Iowa's library setup, there are seven libraries? There are seven libraries. Yep. We also have an eighth library, the law library, but typically with our library system, we work a lot with those other seven libraries, which mm -hmm. includes like engineering sciences, business library, health sciences library. We all work together, but we have different areas on campus. Some of us are more tied to collection areas and different subjects. We also have like a variety of different spaces within all of our libraries and students, no matter their major, can visit any of those libraries and study with any of those libraries and borrow from all those libraries. So yeah, I know as very non-traditional student myself, having access to all of those libraries at once and having access to all of those collections is so helpful. So I imagine as an incoming freshman, as a young person who may more than likely be new to the Iowa City area, acclimating and understanding all the intricacies of where to go for the libraries and find that information, having setups for all those resources at all those libraries that can you know help facilitate that and help them feel more welcome and know that they're not coming to necessarily a very sterile environment they're in an environment that's warm and welcoming now these resources that are there are there other ways that you engage the students beyond research services yeah so a lot of i think what people don't really understand and even students to the extent that we are more than just like place where you borrow books or come in and use it for research. I mean, 
students usually think about our study areas. There's also lots of areas that they can engage like leisure reading, things like that. Again, there's an area called the perch as well that we loan out magazines and newspapers. Usually we kind of use it to find ideas. So I would think also the library is a great place to kind of stretch your imagination, find what you're interested in and kind of engage more in many dynamic ways. Again, from our print sources to our online sources to a lot of the websites and uh, special projects that other librarians are working on. There's an area called Special Collections and University Archives. Mm-hmm. Students can actually use these resources and they can go in and request to look at rare books, manuscripts, even past student organization materials that have been donated and kind of see the history of University of Iowa and other Iowa life. I mean, I think it's just a great place to kind of, again, like stretch those ideas and have somebody to talk to and connect with. And there's so many different resources at your fingertips. I would just say, like, definitely take advantage of it while you're here as a student. Those four years usually go really fast. But Mm, yes, because we have so many of these resources, it's the best. You need to take advantage of these things while you can, basically. Absolutely. And so now I want to talk a bit to our parents, because more than likely, it's the parents that will be listening to this podcast right now, more so than the students. (laughs) So now I want to talk to my parents who may be like me, where they have a child who is an upperclassman in high school, who is thinking about college, who will be applying for colleges, or they may be listening to this the night before sending their child offer, you know, when this airs, it will be about a week into the semester. And they may be wondering, you know, are they prepared enough? Did I send my child off prepared enough? And, you know, as a parent, I know you can prepare a child as much as possible for transition. But we always seem to think that, you know, we just missed something. And we think that it's just so vital in the moment that, you know, it it keeps us up at night, especially when the child is away. And like I said, whether they are going across the street or across the country, a parent is going to worry. So how can parents avoid over preparation? How do parents learn the art of letting go? That's a really good question. So when I do kind of come in contact with parents, it's a lot of it's at the first year orientation, like their information fair during the summer. I think the best parents usually are the ones that ask questions themselves and want to make sure that their kids take advantage of those resources. So when they come to us, they're asked, well, what kind of study spaces do you have? How does my student check out materials? How does my student access the library? And what are the hours of the library? Is it safe as well? So I think those questions are really great. Then once that's kind of done, I think the best thing you can do is let your student know, like, these are some resources here. Make sure you take advantage of them. You know, sometimes I feel like with students, they don't always think about, especially like libraries or help resources um, Mm. until they need it. You know, and maybe they might leave it to the last minute, which is fine sometimes, but it's a lot better to think about it, maybe to prepare yourself as a student. I don't really know what it's like to be a parent, but... I would say the best thing you can do is just, I guess, like ask questions yourself, especially when you're able to, and then try to communicate that back to your student, or at least just like encourage them as much as you can. You know, there's a lot of questions out there you might have, but the best thing, you know, maybe the the parent can do is just let them discover it for themselves, I think, and maybe just further encourage them. I will say, you know, maybe even taking back some of the things that we have said to them as in like, 
We are more than just books. You know, you can come and experience the libraries. We're very open and friendly. I think really just relaying that back to your child is one of the best ways to prepare them. And I'm sure there's always something that more that can be said or done. But I mean, it's almost impossible to fill in all the gaps, right? Uh So I think a lot of it's just like, yeah, just encourage your student to reach out. And that's pretty much what I would say. Yeah. And I think that that's solid advice. I think that as parents, we're always telling our kids, ask questions, ask questions so that you can be informed. But sometimes as parents, we forget that we need to ask questions too, you know, that we may not know it all. Even if you're a parent, I'm someone that went away to college. I went to college remotely after high school and learned everything from how to find my own resources to remembering to do my laundry every week and remembering to budget my money so that I can eat and all of those things. But, you know, now it's easy for me to think I can go into that situation with my child going away to school and thinking I already have all the answers and I just need to relay them to them. But it's so important. I love that you said that parents should empower themselves to ask questions as well. I have one last question before we wrap up. Mental health is a big concern, especially with this generation of students. As parents, what can we do to help and what resources are there available from your professional standpoint that can assist with any mental health issues that may arise or already be present when it's time to launch into higher education? What can parents do to make sure that their students and their children have the tools to access mental health resources during that very first year of school and beyond? There are a lot of times when I see students that are really struggling, sometimes they're very overwhelmed. Mostly they're worried about deadlines. They're worried about getting their work done. They're worried about grades, things like that. And I think a lot of times librarians or library spaces naturally see that occurring because of times it's like the student is within that moment preparing or researching. They might be in the middle of studying and you can kind of see them like, oh man, this is really tough. We, I think as librarians, especially as undergraduate librarians, we're kind of prepped in pretty good ways to refer students. If we see something or if we hear something like within our one-on-one appointments with students, they'll come in and they can set up a consultation with us for the research. We also pay attention to other things that are going on besides the academic point of view. And when that is like they express some kind of frustration or if they express some kind of loneliness or things like that, we're really good at referring them out to other resources. I usually have handouts as well as like contacts within my office, for example. Uh So we do a lot of referrals or at least like know where to refer students to the university counseling service at the University of Iowa. And I believe usually most colleges have some kind of services for counseling for students, but they are a really great resource. They provide counseling services. There's different strategies usually. And a lot of the strategies are again, like take care of yourself, right? Uh If you need to take a break, that's okay. Come back to it. But you know, your grades are important. Yes, but like you're more important. So I think that's what we think about as well as like university counseling services. They're really good at like paying attention to what the student needs in that time. You know, there's other resources too, like if there's either mental illness or even if it comes down to like they're not, you know, taking enough time for themselves or getting hydrated or feeding themselves like they should. A lot of that would be like 
you know, having access to food pantries or if they need help with like housing and dining. So we kind of refer a lot as librarians out to these resources. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just trying to pay attention as librarians and instructors to what the student needs in that time and to make sure that we have the resources that we can provide to them at our fingertips. Great. That is so good. So, Janae, I just want to thank you again for joining us. I'm confident that our audience gained some good information here. Where can our listeners learn more about you and your work? So you can learn more about the libraries, university libraries, and what we have going on as far as events and as our resources at our website, which is lib.uiwa.edu. You can even search for us at UI Libraries or UI Libraries. You can also learn a little bit more too on social media at our Instagram at UI Libraries. And then we also have an Instagram for the scene, which is at UI underscore scene. Maybe the parents who are listening have somebody they want to refer somebody to. They can always email me or give their parents my email. And you can find me at Janae slash Doherty at UIWA.edu. All right. Well, thank you so much, Janae. This is Kelly, and this has been Love, Light, and Lit, the podcast presented by North Liberty Library. Today, we talk with Janae Doherty about her work in preparing incoming freshmen for college success. Please check the show notes. We will have uh, the website for UI Libraries, as well as the Instagram post, as well as Janae's email available for you to use, as well as more resources that you can find at northlibertylibrary.org, which is where you can find additional programming and services. Thanks for listening.